Welcome in to No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy in just in time for the introduction. Victoria joins us. Hi, Victoria. Um, All right, so you may notice there are six more faces than usual here on the stream. That is because, well, if you looked at our social media, you would have seen that this has been scheduled for an entire week. This is our 2021 NFL mock draft show. So everyone on here and Zach, one of our writers who apparently doesn't have Google Chrome. We already discussed this with Ryan two weeks ago. He didn't have Chrome. He was using Mozilla Firefox like a true dad. So Ryan's on Chrome now. But joining me as always, Joshua Hudson and Ryan Weiss, both in the top corners. You've seen Dave from Fantasy Go with on a, on with us before, our resident Australian, and I think that's going to Chris. Yep, you've seen Chris on a, on with us before. He's one of our writers. He was on with us in January. Linda, who is the host of the Speakeasy and does everything. Um, where's this going? This is going to Victoria. Uh, she yep. is. Oh my God! Someone please help me. <laughs> I, writing with ball blast. ball blast. She writes Thanks. with football oh. guys. That's and what I now thought. She's doing the ball blast dynasty podcast. Boom. Thank you. I I didn't want to get it wrong. I didn't want to <laughs> get it wrong. Um, and then this way, uh, Luke, who is live streaming from his dorm room, who he says he has the best background of out of anyone here. By far. Uh, Luke hopping on with us, and Mike, who apparently is also stuck in the 90s with his internet, but he's been on with us before as well. I think Mike was on with us only, what, a couple, couple weeks ago, I think? About For, a month uh, ago, I think, yeah. Yeah, a month ago, something like that. Uh, and Sean already in the chat, who is basically our fourth host always. Um, Sean always writing this. Hello, Sean. All right, so how this is going to work, we have all done a mock draft beforehand in our Google Doc and Google Spreadsheet. We're going to run through all the picks and what we think. Okay, it's like 70% what we think is going to happen and 30% willing things to happen. Um, There's some people that, yes, there's some people that truly did pick with their their heads and they thought through and others went straight for the heart pick. For example, um, we've had people, you know, if you're a fan of the team, you went for the person you'd want them to pick. And we'll we will get to those later down the road. But let's start here. We're not going to spend too long on this first one. It's Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that one we know that's going to happen. It's yes. nothing new. It's going to happen. I don't want to spend too much time talking about Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, this is my pick as well. Um, I picked Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and so does the entire universe. Yes. Do you see the odds? One percent return. So if you put down a thousand bucks, you get ten buckaroonies. Exactly. It's worth it, guys. I'm putting so, down my whole life savings just to I, get that one percent. It's the massive like lock of the year or like the lock of a lifetime. But if you put down like a hundred thousand dollars or something, and then it's like Justin Fields, like oh, <laughs> could yeah. you uh, could you imagine? Oh, that would be that would be terrible. But no, I mean it, the Jaguars have literally come out and said it. Lawrence is our guy, and they can say that. They have the number one pick. Obviously, yep. no one's going to jump them to get Trevor Lawrence. He'll fit in just fine. I, unless anyone disagrees, he's probably the most put-together and best quarterback in this class. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about him. Everyone knows who Trevor he, Lawrence he's is. He's going to be a great backup for Gardner Minshew. I, I, Absolutely. I love it. The mullet's legendary. Can't deny it. So fantastic. Um, Ryan is already on something, and we're not even through the first pick. But now to the New York Jets on the clock. Josh, you are the GM of the New York Jets, which you could probably do a better job than their current GM. Who would you pick at number two? 
who would I pick would be Justin Fields, but I'm going to go with who I think it will be, and that's Zach Wilson. I just – he's got some moxie, and I think that's going to really fit with New York and, and with what Robert Sala is bringing to the team. And um, I think that can really lead them in the right direction with a, a new personality, and I think that's really what they need. They need somebody that's vocal. They need somebody that's going to go out there and have some fun. And not only that, look like they're having fun. That's Zach Wilson to a T for me. Is there much of a difference between number two to number five quarterback? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is there in his own tier. He is the Travis Kelsey and George Kittle in the fantasy world. And then, I mean, if you told me you were taking Justin Fields there, I'd be okay with it, to be honest. I don't think it's that absurd. Even if someone was crazy enough to take Mac Jones, I don't think they're too different of a quarterback. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the only one that really is is his own guy. You know, you can really center a, a franchise around him. I, My I two think... cents is that Fields is way better than Wilson, Lance, and Jones, Agreed. and that he's being completely Agreed. disrespected in this draft. Agreed. But it's going to benefit somebody, the Falcons, greatly. So. <laughs> wow! Do you think the Falcons pull the trigger on a quarterback at four? I yes. certainly hope they do. Yeah. That's I've, I've been having this debate on Twitter for two days now, and I, I, don't I think, think it's should. the right move. I think Matt Ryan's too young still. I feel like they might have like a bit of a Jimmy Garoppolo situation. How old is uh, Matty? Is Matt Ryan 35? 35. <laughs> He's not Tom Brady, bro. Not that old. <laughs> Well, I don't oh, want to get well, too much old, away. It's old, honey. It's old. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Luke, Luke. I, I don't Luke's want to get too much When you get to 35, you're going to be like, I was, I was going to say, I feel like half of this room it. is close to the age of 35, if not over it. And Luke and I are just Damn, chilling here hurts. in our in our early 20s. I was going to say, I was okay with calling him old until Victoria called him old the way she called him old. And now I'm like super <laughs> against it. Well, for NFL starting quarterback, he's not ancient. I mean, you can play until you're 40 now, like reasonably. So like, he definitely can start and play at a high level for at least the next three seasons. In my not opinion. every quarterback can play until they're 40. Let's. Matt yeah, Ryan's good point. though. Matt Ryan is awful. But is he on the vegan diet? That's all we need That's... to know. Yes or no? Yes? That's true. 40. No? He's done this year. I like it. <laughs> I don't I don't foresee. I mean, again, Atlanta's Atlanta's idiotic. If they're playing for the next few seasons, it should be an offensive tackle and then a running back in the second round. Because I it think should be a trade out. That's what it should be. Yeah, no one's taking that contract for Matt Ryan. Not a single human <laughs> being that's on the my face point. of the planet. They're is trading out of pick number four. They should oh, that's trading the out point. of yeah. They should gotcha. trade out to a team that needs a quarterback, get future first, and build the long term route rather than getting a guy and stashing him behind Matt Ryan, which adds no value except for the future. I mean, it makes more sense to build later, in my opinion. It's a fair point. All right, let's jump in. I think Zach is with us. I I'm not I'm not too sure. Zach, you alive? I'll unmute him. We'll see. Zach? Nope. Still on. No, that ain't happening. Sorry. That ain't happening. Nope. That ain't happening. Zach, Mike mute. What's going on, dude? Zach, I, I appreciate. We, we got. Don't worry. We're just. So I, I will state Zach's pick because he was pick three for the 49ers. Mac Jones out of Alabama. Everyone can throw up at the same time as I say this name. And to Mac, be fair to Zach, he did say he did what he they thought he would. You know what I'm trying to say? Correct. He did what he thought they would do, not what he would do. So correct. And that is that's something I said at the beginning. Is some people thought picked in the way of what they think the team should do, what they want them to do, and what they actually think the GM and the head coach of that team will do. And this is, I think, one of the few cases in our mock draft where that happened. Uh, Zach had even said, 
he would rather Trey Lance or Justin Fields in this area, but he firmly believes the 49ers are taking Mac Jones. Anybody, just raise your hand. Does anyone think Mac Jones is better than Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Victoria, don't you fuck with me, okay? <laughs> this guy is terrible. What I don't think he's that okay, much wait, worse. Wait, 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 wait. Terrible is strong. Joe, are there any quarterbacks that aren't terrible to you? I have some yes. things to say because I'm tired of the Mac Jones Mac Jones hate. It happens fucking everywhere. Go He's ahead, a Linda. top five quarterback in this class. Period. He's not yeah, five. Right. Okay. But if okay, we're, first of all, we're not the ones doing conducting interviews and being like there in front of it and around it. Uh, so I think maybe they have decided if something about Mac Jones works for them. And in that case, you trade up and you get your guy, regardless of if he falls. What if he doesn't fall? Then you're fucked. Then the guy that you wanted is off the board. So getting mad because they traded up, like it affects your life in some manner or way other than it's the team that you watch on Sundays, is insane. I love it, Linda. I like Mac Keep Jones. It going. like a fucking truck. Preach. does not Let's get go. out of the way to throw the football. He's going to throw it if he sees that somebody's open. And if it means he gets hit, it means he gets hit. And people that say he's not mobile means, yeah, he's not a dual threat quarterback. Doesn't mean he can't escape the pocket and do what he has to do. And I'm tired of it. All right. I feel like so much of the hate is coming from the fantasy community because we all want mobile quarterbacks. Yep. And this right. guy's a statue. So right. he doesn't represent upside the way that us fantasy managers look for in a quarterback. And he's I think that's really where so much of that comes from. Dude, I'm I taking all yeah. 49ers offense. He ends up there. Like, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, to the moon. I'm ready. So the only thing I'll throw out is I, I do agree. We live so much in the fantasy community, especially around this time of year. But there were reports that NFL GMs are crossing their fingers that the Niners take Mac Jones. This is not just fantasy hate. Like, the NFL doesn't think this is the right move either. Makes McCorkle. me reminiscent of Jones. them saying um... – Josh Rosen was the most NFL ready quarterback too. And that yeah. didn't pan out. Just I'm not saying Matt can't be good. I'm I'm totally with Linda. The hate is out of control. But we just want to see somebody like Fields go to San Fran because they're so they have all the pieces together. You know what I mean? They're, yep. they're ready oh, whoever, to go back to the Whoever Super lands in San Francisco, Linda hit it on the head. They're in the best spot. So yeah. Well, you also have to look at the fact too that this year the quarterback class is loaded. And in any other year, Mac Jones is an easy top three pick. I mean, I don't think he did anything necessarily wrong. There's nothing to me uh with him that stands out as bad. It's just as as Josh said, the upside maybe isn't there with him because you know he's not electric like Trey Lance and, and Justin Fields and even Zach Wilson, you know, he may not be you know, a super mobile quarterback, but he's fun. He's exciting. And Mac Jones is just vanilla ice cream. But you know what? Vanilla ice cream still gets it done for me. So uh, <laughs> I, 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 I still like Mac Jones. That, and that's fair. I think from from the vanilla ice cream standpoint, you got to look at is Mac Jones is a pure pocket passer. How many pure pocket passers are there in the NFL right now? You're looking at Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, I mean, a, a lot of comparisons I've heard from Mac Jones is to Kirk Cousins, so I guess I'll grant that a little bit. Cousins is more mobile than Derek the other Carr. two. Yeah. Derek Carr. I mean, Matt Derek Stafford. Carr is still mobile, but yes, Matt Stafford. Two of the guys retired being Drew Brees and Philip Rivers, two I pocket passes. Yep, yeah. two of the guys well, last if, year. If we could talk about Cousins for a second, our uh, 
Bob Last Trivia answer last night. Uh, was, he's been the top 15 quarterback for four years in fantasy. Yep. He was a top five, excuse me, top six quarterback twice. So, I mean, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, moving around and running around, but he could still get it done. But again, you know, it comes down to, again, what Linda said too. It's just, you know, we get, it's, it's, we don't, we don't know. We're, we're too caught up in the fantasy world, but I do think that Mac Jones is, is a good quarterback and have a very successful in career for sure. Yep. Poor just, Jimmy Garoppolo, just yeah. sitting here watching it all unfold. I, I just, I think from a pure quarterback standpoint, you need Mac Jones to be, I, again, Tom Brady is a freaking stretch because that's the greatest of all time. But you need him if you want to be, a, if you're taking him top three, you're expecting him to lead you to at least one championship, if not multiple. I don't think Mac Jones can do that. Because, yes, is he skilled? Of course, he's a skilled quarterback. He's not skilled enough to take a team on his back. He was surrounded by the best talent of any college football team in the country. The past 10 years, Alabama's been the best skilled and best recruited class in college football. Every single year that Nick Saban has been there. Every single year Nick Saban's been there, they've been one of the best recruited classes. Josh, uh, you yeah, are no muted. Audio. Thank God. Yeah. Don't want to hear you. Damn it. Um, but okay. <laughs> They're LSU, playing the best competition too, though. And so. playing the best competition. Sure. But again, he's throwing to three of the best receivers in college football. He has the best running back in college football. He has some of the best offensive linemen. And he's going to have, he had on his defense, the top, most likely the top defensive pick in this year's draft. A lot of people have him going 10 to Dallas, Patrick Sertain. Okay, he wait, had wait, everything wait, wait, surrounding wait. him. Um, where was this argument when Tua Tungavailoa was drafted last year? I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, pe- people were saying Tua was the number one, was the number one, uh, re- I guess, uh, pick rookie quarterback Let's if see. he wasn't hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before he, before he got hurt, he was the number one QB, but all of these same arguments can apply to Tua as well. No, sure. It, I, uh, I I stand by my statement. I don't like Alabama quarterbacks, and I I stand by that through and through. And I think the only potential exception can be Tua because he is not like every other quarterback that Saban has produced. Not just because he's don't a left. Don't the helmet, brother. Don't do it. Don't fall for <laughs> the trap. He did complete seventy-seven percent of his passes to him, and you still have to be good to do that. I, I know you got some good players, but the guy can so, swing the ball. If we're going on statistics, Mac Jones had a better season than Joe Burrow, and there's no in, in no world is Mac Jones better than Joe Burrow was in his final season of college football. Not there's saying he no was, but Joe Joe Burrow was number one pick. Mac Jones would be number three. I think it's it's a it's a totally fair um, you know assessment. He's he's not Joe Burrow, but he's he's not bad either. The he's, argument with the weapons thing is like you were saying like he had really good wide receivers, really good running back, et cetera. But when he gets to the NFL, he'll have good weapons too. I mean, I understand that the defense. Yeah, if he lands in San Francisco, he's going to have that. Yeah, for sure. Like I understand what you're saying and like it, it put, like it puts him up more, but he still was capable of feeding like the Heisman Trophy winner. Like he can put up really good numbers. I mean, he is a good quarterback. And I think that he may not be the correct pick at number three necessarily, but if San Francisco is doing all their research and they like him enough, I don't have a problem with them taking him at three. Can we talk about the the quote about something like I don't know who's gonna be alive on Sunday? Yeah, yeah they're definitely putting a hit on Jimmy Garoppolo. If I was Jimmy Garoppolo, I would hide yeah. in a bunker at least until I think Sunday. The best response was from Kittle. He was like, "Don't worry, coach. I'll check in on Sunday or something." Like that. <laughs> 
I mean, oh my God. Was, somebody, somebody check in on Kyle. My God. He, yeah. he wasn't He's wrong in his time. statement. It just probably wasn't the thing that should have been said at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Let's move into pick number four now, who is Mike. Mike, you are the GM of the Atlanta Falcons, a better GM than the one they currently have. Who are you taking at pick number four? I got to go with Kyle Pitts here. Uh, it honestly just makes too much sense to me. I know everyone and their brother is thinking that they're going to trade out because, well, they have to because everybody wants a quarterback and there's still two top five guys left at this point. But to me, it just doesn't make any sense for the Falcons. Um, Joe, you said Matt Ryan was awful. Had to completely disagree with you on that one. Uh, but you know, another thing about Matt Ryan is not only is he still a competent quarterback, but he's still got a lot of money on that deal and he's not that old. He's 35 years old. Um, and again, in today's NFL, they can still produce at that age. Um, you know, he was still producing last year and you also have to capitalize on what you have. I think unless they get blown away for an offer for Julio Jones, I think he's here next year. No doubt. I think you pair Kyle Pitts up with them. And Hayden Hurst, um, you're seeing a lot of teams, you know, going to those two tight end sets. In Tennessee, we saw Smith and Ferks are on the field together at, you know, a lot of times. And I just think that Arthur Smith is going to try to go in and win now. Um, and I think that, you know, he's he, not, I think, I know, uh, he's run one of the most efficient offenses in the league for the past few seasons. Sure, Derrick Henry helps a lot there. But Ryan Tannehill, as good as he is, is not a world beater. And I think that Matt Ryan can do more than solid job of running his offense. And just when you got a unicorn like Kyle Pitts sitting there, uh, you know, unless they get three first round picks or some crazy offer, uh, I just don't think it's worth it. And I think it's foolish for them to take a quarterback too. Uh, put Kyle Pitts in that offense and you're going to see those Falcons offenses of old where they're putting up, you know, 25, 30 points a game. I'd like to point out that Matt Ryan has 10 consecutive seasons of over 4,000 yards passing. I'd also like that's to point good, out that the Falcons are picking fourth, which means they're record. I mean, that's, that's fourth, fine. He's still productive. You, you can argue whether he's good or bad, whatever, defense, but he's productive. So, so Lynn, if their defense too. sucks, why are they not trading back? Uh, because it's the fourth. I'm not arguing that. You said, yeah. why are they picking fourth? And right. I said, because their defense was cheeks. So, that's so let me, add, let me add this little piece into Booty so, cheeks. Big, a big, big part of the Arthur Smith offense is the play-action pass. He ran it yes. at a higher rate than anybody else in the league. Matt Ryan also excels on play-action passes. And I yes. think that tight ends, someone like Kyle Pitt, I think you can use him in so many different ways. I think that Smith would have so much fun. He is an offensive coach. Yes, they do need defense. But what are you going to do? Trade down five, six, seven, however many spots. Take a guy who some people may think is the best defensive player on the board. Others may not. Why not just take a guy like Kyle Pitts and, and just be set for years on that offense? Even when you bring in a new quarterback, you're set with Kyle Pitts for a long time. Um, and I just yeah, and let's think not forget if Julio's on the block, Kyle Pitts essentially replicates what Julio's done for that offense because of how he's built. My only two counterpoints to this, and I, if you're going to look at him as a wide receiver, I guess it changes it. But number one, a lot easier to run play action when you're faking the handoff to Derrick Henry than Mike Davis. Fair enough. Uh, number two, is Kyle Pitts, just simple yes or no, is Kyle Pitts Travis Kelsey? No. I think we don't know. We don't know. He That's could be better. Do. He could be. Yeah. From an know. athletic standpoint, he could be better. Because He's no other be tight end in the NFL changes their offense other than Travis Kelsey. Not a single one. Kittle did for one year and then couldn't stay healthy. It, I don't see Darren Pitts. Waller? 
Yeah, the and Raiders. that's who a lot of people compare Kyle Pitts to is Darren Waller. Gronk in his prime, obviously. When did the Raiders last make the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, Waller's Waller, been there yeah. two years. <laughs> but he doesn't change the offense. I'm saying he – so Pitts might be this great phenom, phenom and we're going to love him for fantasy, but for the Falcons, it, it doesn't feel like the right pick for me. You, you can't bank on picking in the top five. You can't bank on Justin Fields falling to you in any other draft. It just – it doesn't make sense to me. you got to think 10 years, not two years. My pick for me is just trade out. I agree. Trade out. That's if, always easier said than done because you have to find a willing counterpart. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> if they want to play for now, Luke, to, to counter, I said they should go Sewell for an offensive, big offensive lineman and then wrap in the second round and take the best big running back on the board, which is probably going to be Javante Williams because they have an early second round pick. Um, I We're going to get to it. I don't think Najee Harris falls, falls past Pittsburgh. They'd be stupid to not take uh, Najee Harris at that You're point. Damn right they're not. Yeah, it'd be stupid, <laughs> it'd be stupid to not take them at that point. So I think you're probably looking at – I mean, if the Falcons want to stay put and don't like any trade offers, I think offensive tackle because their O-line sucks, and that's going to help with the play action. Then you go get a big back like Javante Williams, and there's your play action that you're going to run there. That's that's what I'll say there, yeah. and we'll move on to the next one here. Uh, the Bengals. Chris, who do you got going to Cincinnati? All right, so this has been a hot topic all offseason on Twitter – Fantasy Twitter, just NFL Twitter, whatever. I see this going one of three ways. I mean, if Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts, of of course, it's one of two ways. They're either going with Sewell, offensive tackle from Oregon, or they're going with Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU. I don't necessarily think going with either or is a bad pick, but I took here Jamar Chase. People are like, oh, but the Bengals, you know, offensive line, their offensive line was terrible last year. They need to protect Burrow. That's true. But, I mean, they already signed a very solid uh, tackle from Minnesota in Riley Reef. Um, Jonah Williams is coming back healthy. I mean, he was a first-round pick, too. Um, and there is talent in the second round in terms of these offensive tackles. I mean, a lot of these guys like Spencer Brown, Samuel Kazi, uh, Cosme, they grade, they grade out pretty well if they were to go Jamar Chase and then get some offensive line depth. But, I mean, you can't overlook um, – like, it, it would just be so exciting to have Jamar Chase, who, you know, his the 2019 season with Joe Burrow, he caught 84 passes for seven, 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns. You know, you pair him with T. Higgins. You pair him with Joe Mixon. Um I mean, Tyler, Tyler Boyd's already there. He's going to get like 100. He's going to get like 100 um, <laughs> targets, I guess. Um, they're all going to get over 100 targets. That's going to be a lot of fun, that offense. Um, you think if uh, and they Pitts, can still get. You think if Pitts falls to, to five, that he's going to, they're going to take him? I think it's a possibility if Pitts falls to five, they can upgrade. What about Drew Sample? Drew Sample. Sample size wasn't that big. Uh, hold on. That Why is did you do that? This is no punch intended. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, See? I mean. Uh, hold on. Thaddeus Moss is now a Cincinnati Bengals. So true. get the yes, band sir. back together. Yes, Bring in Jamar Chase and, and light it up. I mean. CJ Uzama. How is no one going to mention him? He's come back. I love Uzama. I think I think Uzama's great. Um, is he? But Matt Ryan sucks. Uzama's great, but very average. I think the offense just doesn't <laughs> use tight ends, so Kyle Pitts would make zero sense there personally. But that's just me. 
We seem to use him more when Burrow was healthy, so it'll be interesting to see a full season of Burrow. But when do we You're see not a full get season? a full Burrow's season of Burrow if they don't take Sewell? You might not get a full season of Burrow I, anyway. Yeah. He tore every CL in his knee. Yep. Every CL. Every CL. They're all fun. Injury, Linda, injury they, expert. Linda. They they said he's on track for week one. I don't know what that means at this point. I don't in April, believe it. But I, I don't either, but they say he's, he's on track week for week one. My, my guess is we probably see him week four. Let's be clear. If you're throwing to T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd, you just go out there. You don't need time. One of them's open already. Even if they're not, just throw it. They, they're going to catch it. doesn't matter. Yeah, that that off. I mean, that offense for fantasy would be, I mean, Joe Burrow might creep into the top five in fantasy at that point with the amount of passing touchdowns he should have in theory in that offense. But I mean, the smart choice, Sewell. The fantasy choice, I mean, Jamar Chase. Is it is it a smart choice? I mean, protect the man's knee. Look at the scar on his knee, Chris. I remember. I remember when Greg Robinson <laughs> he has Auburn no ACL is far far and away the best offensive tackle and you know we took our RG3 number two pick on Greg Robinson we passed up on Khalil Mack uh, we passed up on Mike Evans Odell Beckham um, the list goes on and on and I just think it's not it's not as, as safe as a pick as people make it seem um, I I'm a firm believer in believer in an offensive line as a unit instead of just you know one guy who'll come in and save you but i mean if they take him they take him it's fine but i think i i would love jamar chase on cincinnati i agree with that o-line take i'm gonna say one more thing and then i swear we can move on i'm so sorry um but it does take a i mean for sure it's like all the cogs have to work together but i think you're more likely to get a cog to fit if they're the elite guy at their position than waiting till the second round and going like, it's a deep class. Those are higher risk, medium reward guys where I think Suwell is, is a pretty, pretty big lock for that O-line. All right. That's fair. Sorry. fair point. All right. So Zach. Not tonight. <laughs> that, no, keep, keep it up, Linda. Zach. Do, well, do we have you now? Hey guys. There hey. he is. <laughs> All right. We figured it out. All right. Um, we are now on to our next pick too. The Miami Dolphins, Ryan, who do you have going to Miami? It was a guy who we just talked about for a good. Yeah, essentially Atlanta and Cincinnati, assuming everyone stays put, pretty much makes this pick for Miami. So you've already invested into a, you went out and got Will Fuller. You're not going to reach for a wide receiver here who's not Jamar Chase. So go ahead and give me Sewell at uh, offensive tackle, best tackle arguably best tackle in the draft. You protect the investment. This is a team that wasn't great at rushing last year. This is going to help them improve. And it's a team that wants to run the football. So the, it's well, a no brainer. Flowers, now they can move Robert Hunt inside to guard. Yeah. Now you've got a spot open for Sewell. So it yeah, it, this makes too much sense to argue with. And like I said, it's chase chase makes it a debate here. I still would go Sewell along the lines of everything Linda said about Cincinnati. So that I'm going Sewell in this spot, no matter who's available. Love the pick. Protect your asset. I don't want to. I don't want to focus on big fat guys. I want to focus on um, really skinny guys that everyone. <laughs> Linda's so. Linda's very offended. <laughs> big fat guys are very important. They're, they're very they're, important. They're very important. They don't score fantasy points though, and that's that's they're gonna the big... end my league next year. <laughs> there you go, Linda. I will happily play in a league where pancake blocks get two points. I will happily play in that league. Are you oh, kidding me? Fun. 
Makai back in 101. Makai Benson 101, <laughs> yes. baby. Just run run outside zone off the left tackle. That's perfect. All right. Uh, the Detroit Lions on the clock at seven. That mess of a franchise. Dave, who do you got? The Detroit Kitty Cats select Devontae Smith, wide receiver for Alabama. Guys, I am not worried about Devontae Smith. He's, his weight has been more controversial and more hyped up than Dogecoin. Uh, I hey, I invested know. in Dogecoin. Get out of here. Well, <laughs> GameStop. There you go. All right, we'll that's that. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, look, I'm not worried about that. You look at Jared Goff when he had one of his best years. Who was on the team? Brandon Cooks, got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, three guys who are not very large. So they're small guys, you know, guys who are, you know, slot receivers, very shifty, very quick. I think it's going to work right into Goff's uh, hand. And, uh, you know, they need wide receiver depth. I mean, ideally, it'd be good to have Chase here. But, you know, assuming he goes, Devontae Smith is the, the next man up. Is anyone here worried about his size? That's something nope. I want to Nope. If it wasn't for his size, his nickname wouldn't be the Slim Reaper. And then Which I just don't care movie. about him. So. Look at Tyreek Hill. He's only, what, five pounds five pounds heavier than him? Maybe. And and shorter, I believe. I think Tyreek Hill's only 5'10". Yeah. yeah. And Smith is six foot. I mean, look, he, he looks like a twig. Like, Tyreek Hill actually looks a little built. Devonta Smith looks like a twig. I just love that Smith said, this isn't bodybuilding, it's football. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, mean, like, I, I feel more confident that I could tackle Zach Wilson than I do Devontae Smith. So in that case, I'm not worried about his his BMI at all. I like it. I'm here I for the analysis that. tonight, Linda. I'm liking it. Thank you. Also, did I really try to bring it. Die, though, at seven? I, th- I feel like if Fields fell into Detroit's lap at seven, I feel like they would pull the trigger on him. They should. They, just, uh, they, they seem pretty gung-ho about Jared Goff. So. They just gave up a ton to get him. I just can't see him. Yeah, let's just be clear. Weren't you just arguing with me that Atlanta with a 35-year-old Matt Ryan shouldn't go Fields? But Goff yeah. is like 28 and is the second highest cap hit in the league behind yes. Matt Ryan. But Jared they Goff is a it. lot worse than Matt Ryan. And Detroit needs a franchise quarterback, and I don't think Jared Goff's the answer long term. I think we're romanticizing. He's getting a bit too much. Not the answer short term. I I don't think he's that bad. Let's be honest, guys. Is Jared Goff one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Absolutely not. But he does the job. Serviceable, yeah, yeah. He's serviceable. He does the job to get them a top five pick next year. Not if they don't have not if they don't have weapons, right? No top five if they keep if if Hawkinson's their only viable option in that offense right now because Quintez Cephas. He is not going to be a wide receiver one. Rashad Perriman? Tyrell Williams, Williams, baby. Let's go. Wait, Tyrell Williams is a lion now? last a full season. Yeah. And And the reason why I love Devontae Smith is because they need a player like Devontae Smith because Jared Goff is not that deep threat guy. Quintus Cephas is is more of that outside uh, guy that profiles more as a deep threat. Same with, with, you know, Tyrell Williams. Um, you know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think Smith could end up honestly leading the team in targets, besides maybe someone like Swift or something, um, next year if he if he steps right in. I think he's a perfect fit there. I'm also much higher on the uh, the new look Lions than many. Um, I actually really like the coaching staff they put together. Not so much for Dan Campbell. Those kneecaps, uh, though. Those <laughs> kneecaps, maybe. More so, you know, more so for Anthony Lynn. I also want to see Deuce Staley get – you know, uh, a real fair crack at it, you know, more so than he did in Philly. And I just think Devonta Smith would be a great fit. 
uh, for them. And I'm not worried about his size at all. I'm also a big believer in him. So I, I like this pick a lot for Detroit. Yep. I love Devonta Smith. Yeah, I don't have an issue with the pick whatsoever. All right. On to the number eight pick who just traded away their franchise quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater to Linda's Broncos for a whopping sixth round pick. Victoria, who do you have going to the Carolina Panthers at eight? I mean, I, this is not sexy for fantasy, but I have them taking Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle. Um, I mean, we know they took a huge gamble on Darnold, and we obviously did this draft before today. So, I mean, we'll see if they stick with Darnold after the Teddy Bridgewater trade or if they somehow a quarterback falls into their lap. Maybe they'll go that way. But for now, I chose Slater. Um, besides the question mark at quarterback, uh, their biggest need is having a better solution at left tackle. Their current tackles are currently on uh, one-year deals. Um, he can play left tackle or right tackle. He's versatile, good footwork. That's that's about it. Unsexy and not a great uh, fantasy talking point, but uh, uh, it's sec- sexy for whoever's the quarterback uh, behind great him. For, great for CMC. I'll take it. Yes. I think it's a great talking point. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Great Who's the backup now in Carolina? Nobody. Oh wait, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Yeah, Walker. PJ Walker. That's right. That's he, what, Will Greer is he and still? Will there? Oh, Will Greer. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. elite West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I was rooting for Will Greer last year, man. I'm, I'm still hoping he gets a shot somehow, but he uh, won't. Yeah. He, he, Oh. Give it time. I'm sure. Uh, and that's what happens when you talk about Will Greer. <laughs> yeah, I was say, no one Any did mention anything. of Will Greer will automatically knock you out of this chat. Yeah, it was, the, the fantasy gods are like, shut up about Will Greer. Mike, geez. That's, that's, what, oh, that's what you get, Mike. That's what Ryan said. That's what you get for talking about Will Greer. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like, no, he's done. Get him out of here. He's done. Who brought yeah. this guy? Get him it's out. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it, like it, Victoria said it, it with this trade, if a quarterback does fall to Carolina, there's a high quality chance they take one, but if they don't take a quarterback, their biggest need, it's not even close. In my opinion is the offensive line. That line has been a mess for the past five seasons. So they really need to do something about that. And whoever they like, whether it be, um, Rashawn Slater, Vera Tucker, any of these guys, they just need an offensive lineman. And I think that that's that's one way to start right there, especially since Matt Rule went all defense last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't have a single offensive pick. Yep. So now it's time to build the other side of the football. I mean, he hit on Jeremy Chin. I mean, (laughs) hey, they hit on Jeremy Chin. Don't hit on Jeremy Chin. He's Chin was fantastic. Chin's Chin's really good. I'm very upset about it. Yes, Chin is really good. All right, Linda. To your Denver Broncos, who do you have them taking at nine? This is the only quarterback situation that I would be happy with. If Justin Fields, and I don't think he will, if Justin Fields (laughs) fell to nine and the Broncos ended up with him, I would be fine. I think after today, it's pretty clear there's going to be a competition. Drew's going to start. They're going to see what they have. But I would have taken Slater had he fallen. That would be that would have been like my homer pick, but I don't. You can't pass on Justin Fields in that offense with Sutton and Judy and Melgo and Hamler and Fant. It's just uh, it would immediately elevate everybody for fantasy purposes. So Linda, if it were to play out like this with uh, Lance and well, Lance, I guess with one of the quarterbacks still on the board, would you expect Denver to trade out, or do you think they would grab one of the quarterbacks? 
I think if Justin Fields falls to nine, they'll take him. I'm okay. not as certain that they would take Trey Lance. I don't think they'll trade up. I think trade up is completely out yeah, of the Yeah, I think that's now. I think that died today. So I wouldn't be surprised if they traded back if Fields is not there at nine or if they go. I also have seen a lot of Micah Parsons, so we'll see. But uh but I don't think it's gonna be quarterback. But in the sake of this draft, if Justin Fields came to nine for fantasy, Let's hit it. Yeah. yeah. Fields at nine, Belichick will be all over that like a fat kid on. Kids. Well, and that's why There's I was no... wondering if they would yeah. trade out. So yeah, yeah. I think even if Fields, Paul, I think I think if you're, I think the biggest swing here is the Detroit pick because Detroit has I think six total draft picks in this year's draft. It's it, it's not a lot, so I think the swing pick is Detroit. Where if Justin Fields falls to that seven spot. Um, obviously no one taking him at four, the Bengals and Dolphins most likely stay put. If no one takes fields by seven, I think that's the most likely pick. Someone jumps Carolina and Denver to then take the quarterback. And I think you're most likely culprits for that. It's, it's probably the Patriots. And I don't really see any other team that would probably jump that again. I think if Denver's going to jump, it's going to be to jump Carolina to potentially get him if he's, if he falls there. Please, dear God, no. No. Please. Listen, I, I really want to root for Fields. Please do not go to the Patriots. <laughs> My Patriots are set, guys. We've got Super Cam. He's taking us to the Holy Land. All right? I've said that before. We're, we're Super not Cam. Right? Super Cam. Eight passing touchdowns. And Damn, we can talk. We'll get you kicked off the broadcast. <laughs> I didn't mention Will Greer. I didn't mention Will Greer. Can can the gods that hey, automatically we kicked Cam Mike Moon? off? What's going on? Oh my God! Listen, all of you are none no. of you. Not, I will not allow. We do not have the time to move on. Yeah, no. The only one allowed back is Victoria because she said eight passing touchdowns and laughed about it. And that's that's that was a great stat that you just three of there. them were against the Jets in week seventeen. Seventeen. What a oh what a and another weren't another three to Rex Burkhead. But anyway, let's move. Yes. On. Oh God, it's so gross. All right. Now, to pick numero 10 to everyone's favorite NFL football team, the Dallas Cowboys, Luke, who you got going to them boys? You know, this pick is probably the most obvious pick, like, of all time. Uh, everyone knows what the Cowboys are going to do, I think. I mean, think. I mean, it's the perfect fit. Like, I feel like it's the perfect range as far as his talent and what they need is the position. And they need defense bad. Uh, so they're taking Patrick Sertan, corner out of Alabama. And he's going to play across from his old college mate in Trayvon Diggs. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, I mean, I feel like that's best buds, best buds, baby. Woo. Um, yeah. Any, anything defense that offense is fairly set. Um, again, they're okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, hoping Dak Prescott comes back in his at least 80% of what he was. We'll never know if he'll be back to fully what he could be after that injury. And I, I hope he is, but yeah, it's, it, it's cornerback. And I don't really think there's much of an argument outside of that um, with certain being there. All right. New York giants, Mike, who you got? Uh, I got uh, my boy Quiddy pay, uh, which is one of my favorite names in the draft. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's interesting this year because I, I do think the giants um, they've been vocal about it. They need some edge help. Um, and they have for a bit. And there's a, there's not really one defined number one edge rusher in this class this year. Um, a lot of people say Quiddy pay is, I got to actually give a lot of credit to my boy, Kevin Coleman, 
um, you know, over on the Hammercast pod. You know, we were talking about him months ago. He really turned turned me on to him. Um, and he's the reason why I actually have him going to the Giants is because Gettleman, he loves his big boys. You know, he loves the big beefy guys. Um, you'll see in about you know 10, 12 picks. I have Aziz Ojalari going. I like him a lot as well. He's actually my favorite of all of them. Um, you know, Rousseau, who we're going to talk about next too. But I just think Quidipay, um, over 270 pounds, I think he's someone who might be able to actually set the edge, you know, not just uh, be a pass rusher. Definitely a little bit raw. Um, and a lot of people say, you know, two sacks last year. Why would a guy with two sacks, you know, get drafted in the in the top 12? But um, he is an athletic freak. He's got a great story. And um, I think he'd be a good fit for the Giants. Didn't he have like the most hurries or QB hits or something, but he just couldn't convert them. And I thought I saw some stat like that where it was yeah, like insane. And then the, um, last year he had, you know, 12 and a half tackles for a loss. So, I mean, the guy can, he, he can get after it, you know, he's not, uh, you can pick apart every draft prospect if you want to. Um, and, and some people say he's not, you know, he, he has, uh, you know, not as what first or, or this and that and footwork. And like I said, you know, people are just pulling, pulling for stuff at this point, but I think Quiddy pay, um, is a, a pretty, it's a pretty impressive story, pretty impressive player. And I think that Gettleman will fall in love with him here at 11. I've heard a lot of people compare him to Brandon Graham. And when you, you see the lack of sacks, oh, the QB hurries, there's a lot of similarities there. Cause Brandon Graham's the same way. He's never really had high sack totals, but he plays the run well and he can get, get after the quarterback. To, to me, it sounded like Jadavian Clowney, except he did knock someone's helmet off, which projected him <laughs> to the number one overall pick. So that's that's what Quiddy Pay sounds exactly like. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, hey, it's Giants need it. They they need they need to focus on defense. Obviously, their offense is still in shambles as it is. But you know, you can at least give the ball to Saquon, barring any injuries, and hoping that he can do something with it. Um, focusing on that defense in that division is big. Speaking of that division, wow, the NFC East has three straight picks in oh. this uh, in this draft: Cowboys, Giants, and now everyone's most hated football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Zach, I just saw Whoa. you sipping. Oh, we got about the Eagles. For the record. Yeah, so you got two Eagles fans on here, all right? Relax. Their, fan, their fans are garbage, but eh, Yeah, ex- exactly, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That no, narrative Vic- is, is trashy. That Victoria is, trashy. is invited to every show ever. <laughs> She's going to trash Cam Newton and Eagles fans every show ever. Send her the link, and she she is she is invited all the time. Are you kidding me? All right, anyone here support Cam Newton though? I don't think so. Dave supports Cam Newton. Yeah, please, Luke, don't do it. Give him an inch. No, no, Cam Newton. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Everyone, (laughs) shut up. MVP, Cam Newton. Everyone, everyone shut up. I'm. I'm. I'll do it tomorrow on the live draft show when they're on the clock for inevitably 15 minutes. Um, Okay, the Eagles. Zach, who do you have going to your Philadelphia Eagles? Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Uh, I have um, them taking Jalen Waddle from Alabama. And I have them taking Jalen Waddle from Alabama because we need an alpha wide receiver. We need someone that can tear the top off, run past every single defense. I see you. Love you, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate you, Matt. Sorry, go ahead, Zach. We need a guy that can help us in special teams. We need a guy that can be a number one wide receiver. Jalen Rager is very good. He will improve, I hope, but he's not going to be a wide receiver one. His ceiling is not a wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two. So we need somebody that can distract the defense, that can like make the defense pay attention, because right now we don't really have anybody 
outside of Dallas Goddard when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, it, well, he, here's the issue is uh, Philadelphia wide receivers don't like to stay healthy. So, no, we don't. No. Yeah. And, yeah, and Waddle has injury concerns. So, yeah, so he he's coming off a shattered fit. ankle, so there's that. But. Right. Uh, it, Wait, so, it's a, so it's a perfect fit. Got yeah, it. exactly. Lock it in. So perfect it's, it's, fit. Yeah. In, injury prone. I still think we should go defense court. personally. I I like JC Horn in this spot, but well, just... I don't think that he's gonna. I don't think that uh, Waddle now is going to. When we first did this, yeah. I didn't. I thought he would follow us, but I don't think he's following to us. He's following. Yeah, there's a lot of talk that he's probably gonna go top ten. People I personally, I love Jalen Hurts more than myself, but I think if Trey Lance is still on the board at twelve, I think they would pick him. I don't think I. I, don't, I would oh, like. You stop I, that. I, I, I will agree. Stop that right now. I don't want it. Listen, I hate I would hate that, but I think they would. Well, Jaylen look, Hurts, Matt, Matt think Matt Jaylen thinks Hurts they're top gonna draft. five. Top five quarterback next year. No. Oh, big time. Go Victoria. I'm here for it. We already have a running back with Miles Sanders. We don't need Trey Lance. I, I gotta oh. say just, just quickly oh. 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 Fired. Well, that's Victoria. weird. Though. Victoria can attest to this. I'm, I'm a huge Waddle fan. He's like my favorite player in this draft. I'm not saying that I would take him above Chase or Smith, but Jalen Waddle, people forget. Yeah, he shattered his ankle last year, but he averaged 139 yards a game in his first four games of last season. 139 per game. That is absolutely silly. And honestly, after all my scouting this year, I always found myself just watching Jalen Waddle for like just an hour longer than I should have. He is so fun. He's so fast. And I do not think he's Henry Ruggs part two before anyone brings that up. He is much better all around, much better release, just much better, a more complete receiver. Um, and I think this would be an absolute steal for the Eagles at 12. But Mike, uh, he goes too. Zoom and he wears an Alabama uniform. What, wait, what's that? I said, but he goes Zoom and he wears an Alabama uniform. Well, he has to be Henry Ruggs. <laughs> he like, has to be Henry Ruggs, right? Yeah, I know. So We all know the Eagles are taking the fifth best punter in that position. On this <laughs> yep. Hashtag analysis. Probably. Darius Tony. I roast him not smart. Just throwing out there. I, again, not, I, I love Jalen Waddell. He played Missouri, Texas A&M, and Mississippi for his first three games. He played Georgia. 139 yards a game. I don't care. That's silly. That's silly. Yeah. Yeah. Who's feeding him the ball? Mac Jones, baby. Let's go. <laughs> We're back to that one. <laughs> God, Mac Jones is, oh, and terrible. with the next pick. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria. Return of the um, Mac again. With uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, Josh. Uh, th- so for Josh is a Miami Hurricanes fan, so this is definitely a little bit of a homer pick, but he's But great. it isn't, though. It, it is, though. People, it people, is. people are sleeping on Gregory Rousseau simply because he opted out this year. Most people that were doing early mock drafts for 2020 when the 2019 draft took place, or wait, the 2020 draft when the, yeah. We got it. Yep. Just carry on. Russo was the top defensive end for a lot of draft pundits. He opted out this year. You got to see more people. So now you're, you're relying on really one season's worth of tape, but he had 15 and a half sacks that year. The kid can get after the quarterback. The chargers lost Melvin Ingram through free agency they need to pair somebody with Bosa. I think it makes a lot of sense. Maybe the value isn't right there, but this isn't the strongest edge class. And we all know how important edge rushers are. You will see GMs reach at a certain position. And I think this will be the position that they reach at is edge defenders. Uh, just for the record, uh, Melvin Ingram is not signed anywhere. 
So okay. the Chargers well, just willingly let him go. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, he's he's 32 years old. He is he just turned 32, so he is you know towards the end of his career for an edge rusher. But um, they have the opportunity to even go get Russo and bring back Melvin Ingram in July because he doesn't need to learn the defense or anything. He's he's familiar. Yes, there's a new coach, but he's familiar with what's happening and the team and playing across from Joey Bosa, and he can also mentor and coach Gregory Russo. I I think I think it makes sense. They. They need edge pressure opposite Joey Bosa. You don't want him getting... I mean, if you have Joey Bosa, Russo, Melvin Ingram, and Jerry Tillery, who came out last year and looked really good, that's a scary defensive line. And then Kenneth Murray, who they just drafted year prior. And if Derwin James can stay healthy for just a day, that would be a really good defense. So That entire secondary could stay healthy and be really impressive. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, that hurts as well. But Derwin yeah. James, I think, has only played one game in the last two seasons that's what it feels like yeah i he didn't play at all last year he was out all of last year so the health specialists on that team are garbage yes Te- yeah they uh they stabbed their starting quarterback in week two they so, did that on purpose i mean it, <laughs> it was a hit job by herbert yeah put him in Her- herbert put out the hit yeah herbert put out the hit definitely all right to the minnesota vikings chris who do you got? Okay. I am so glad that uh, Josh went defensive end here uh, because I think the Chargers could use uh, left tackle. Um, I'm going I'm going with probably consensus third best tackle in the league uh, or in the draft, I should say. Sorry. And that's Christian Derrissaw out of Virginia Tech. I think this makes a lot of sense for the Vikings. They just let Riley Reef walk. And... Um, it's, it was either between him or Elijah Vera Tucker because he, I mean, this, this guard class isn't the greatest. Um, he, he's clearly the number one guard in, in this class, but um, I, I like Darisaw a lot. I mean, the thought of someone like Ezra Cleveland or Drew Samia um, protecting uh, Kirk Cousins' blindside has to be terrifying for Vikings fans. <laughs> so I'm going to lock in Christian Darisaw here. You guys yeah, are lucky you didn't give me Vikings because I would have taken a kicker. There you go. <laughs> Vikings fans would have probably rejoiced on that. Who, who is, <laughs> is, is Dan Bailey still their kicker? Who is their kicker right now? No, Kai Forbath? No, they uh, – no, yeah, they signed a guy who hasn't played an NFL game. They're going to uh, they're gonna end up with a rookie kicker. I would almost guarantee. Open tryouts? I mean, who's the 101 rookie kicker this year? We need to know. Yeah. It's Evan McPherson, and then yeah. it's Jose Borgales. Boom. I love that. Off the dome. I love that. I know you tweeted out the rankings a while ago, but I forget. I love that. For, uh, now to a team that could very well uh, surprise us and pick a kicker in the at 15, because that's what they would do. Uh, the New England Patriots. I have them taking Trey Lance. I don't think he falls to 15. I don't think there's a shot. He falls to 15. He may end up with the Patriots, but not at 15. Yeah, not at 15. (laughs) No way. He's still my beating heart. I, I, you guys are getting me too, too worked up. (laughs) I just, I do. I, okay. Do I want the Patriots head quarterback? Yes. Do I think they will? 90%. Do I think the 10% of Bill Belichick that's a freaking asshole is going to take a, a left tackle? Yes. I also think that at the exact same time. But I think, and I am on record saying this, Cam Newton would be a great backup 
to Trey Lance because Josh has said it. They're All basically the, way around, the same buddy. person. No. All the way around. Come on. Dave? Don't hurt my super um, cam like that. Jo- Josh has said MVP, it on our NFL show. MVP. Uh, 20, uh, yeah, Super, MVP has like 21 20 Super Bowl. Guys, come on. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh is, I, for the record, I, I'm not doing any of this. It's all about this. Is this is podcast, true, right? You're being very good. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Um, Josh has said Trey Lance is Cam Newton with an arm. And again, Cam Newton had an arm before his two shoulder surgeries. So I think the perfect person to learn from is a guy who has played it basically roughly the same style of quarterback as Cam Newton and then, you know, Trey Lance. I, I think it's perfect. I don't care that he went to NDSU. What I looked at was when I heard he threw 28 touchdowns and zero interceptions, that's what I cared about. I don't care what level you play at. If it's peewee football and you don't turn the ball over, you're one of the best players on the field. Like that – that says something. I don't care what the competition is. Not turning the ball over once is is amazing, and that's what but really. One hundred thirty nine yards per game against nobodies is nothing, right? Correct. Oh, okay. Before we move on, though, Joe, let's assume all quarterbacks things don't fall New England's way. All quarterbacks are gone. What do you think they would do here? Uh, Draft Cam Newton again? Oh God, I think it would be. Corner. No, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think they go. I mean, if they go corner, it would be J.C. Horn to uh, the South Carolina connection with Stephon Gilmore, um, who they're I, thinking about trading. Apparently, that's what I said it for. I think he, he would have done it by now. He has he has no trade value. He's one year left on his deal. He, unless it, it would be at the trade deadline to a contender, Stephon Gilmore. Victoria was waving goodbye to him. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree with the Gilmore thing. I think they kind of missed the boat. I think they could still move him, but I think his value has gone down significantly, especially after the injury too. Um, yeah, they they're they're gonna if they move him, it's at the trade deadline to a contender because there's one year left on his deal, and that 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 is that is the perfect situation of how one year deals end up playing. Top guys like that at their position, aging, go to a contending team with one year left on their deal, in in the hopes of winning a Super Bowl. Victoria, did you want to jump in? Just interrupt. Yeah. Go ahead, Victoria. I just, if I do jump in, I'm just going to make a, a puking noise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We sorry, need a Vic- soundboard with sound effects. Yeah. Joe. That's really what we need. Victoria, I'm I'm sorry that Stefan Gilmore had to leave Buffalo to go to a contending team. and Listen, wh- why are we talking so long about the Patriots? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so I'm actually, I'm just I can up. get on board with that. I, just, I, I actually also messing. can get on board with that. So, uh, Ryan, you asked the damn yeah. question. So, realistically, <laughs> I think it's J.C. Horn... Micah Parsons, because they do need an actual linebacker. Yes. Or in classic Bill Belichick fashion, they trade back. Okay. That's, One question. Go ahead, for, Zach. If so, if uh, Trey Lance's turnover stat impresses you, why doesn't Mac Jones's when he played in the SEC? Again, Mac Jones had the best team in college football. Who cares? Okay, but, but I care. We're gonna have to talk about this after the show. Let's yeah. fucking yeah. come back. Move on, but we're gonna get back to that best receiver thing after the show. So let's go. I don't. I don't know what you want from me. I stand by my decision. I don't like Mac Jones. All right. Make you change your mind. No, you won't. <laughs> to the Arizona Cardinals, Miss Victoria. Who do you have? 
Hey, so the Cardinals are going to take J.C. Horn here. It's a toss-up for the best corner, right, between Sertan and, and Horn. He's proven he can shadow a number one receiver. He can contribute immediately. They're in a tough division, as we know. We've got Cup and Woods on the Rams, Lockett, and Metcalf, Debo and Ayuk. It's a tough division. They need some help to cover some of the, the league's best uh, top wide receivers. Um, similar to Carolina, they've got um, their two outside cornerbacks are on one-year deals. Um, not similar to Carolina, the one-year deal thing here. So they need they need someone coming in, right? And Patrick Peterson is gone. Not not that he made an impact of any sort, but I just figured I'd throw that in there. Um, and Horn has never missed never missed a game in his three-year collegiate career. I mean, that's pretty dope. So Cardinals need help. So you, when uh, yeah. when I moved to the U.S. about eight years ago, I didn't know anything about football, and someone I was watching a game and. Uh, someone's like, oh, that's a cornerback. I'm like, so is that like a quarterback that throws from the corner? Or? <laughs> I have no idea what the hell it was. <laughs> anyway, I know now. I, know now. I found out just yesterday. It's not the case. So. Dave, Dave can Question, teach us Victoria. about <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Did you give any thought at all to any of the running backs here? No, because I feel like we did this so long ago. My goodness, it feels like a long time. I mean... <laughs> I think it was like two weeks ago. That would be yeah, spicy, right. though. That would be spicy um, to take to take Najee here. Um, it wouldn't be Najee. Oh, okay. that's that that is not a clip. I've said that that's Come not a Cliff on. Kingsbury running back. A Cliff Kingsbury running mm. back is Travis Etienne. That's a Cliff Kingsbury running back. Not because they have other issues, and then they could take Chuba in the exactly. third round, and exactly. y'all will never hear the end of it from me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Linda, where does Chuba rank for you? I actually am curious about that. Running back one. Uh, come on, Luke. <laughs> no, I'm not a psychopath. God damn, he's my RB five, which I think is fair. I think people, we don't have to get into it right now. I wrote a whole article, but we'll, we'll, we can talk about it later. We're going to have like topics article. to cover after the show. So yeah. just yeah. everybody hang out. Go we're going to have to record it for bloopers afterwards. That's what we're going to Yes. Yes. All I right. feel like it'd be rich if they took a running back there. They, the, their defense is horrible. It's horrible. And JJ Watt, fine, obviously, but. Plus, you got you got to think about it. What they the, the look at their offense last year. All they did was they just need someone that can run the ball. I mean, Kenyon Drake is as inefficient as he was. They just need someone that can just carry the ball. And 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 I do think that Chase Edmonds is going to get a little more run too. Um, James Conner is not really the poster boy for durability, but if he Bro. can just carry the ball fifteen times a game, 15, 20 times a game, potentially maybe split more with Edmonds. I, I just don't see the point. I think it'd be a wasted pick if they took a running back here. Uh, especially with some of the other needs they have. I actually like Horn here a lot. Connor went healthy is a machine. 20 plus carries, and that Absolutely. man's getting you 100 yards and no. at least a touchdown. What? I mean, 25 carries, life. 89 yards. That's him right there. Guys, it's. And, and, a, and a tug. That's a good TD right there. Come on. It's Come, eight, on. It's Come on. Come on. It's officially 8 p.m. Eastern. It's officially 24 hours until Boom. the draft. Yeah. Go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Woo. Cheers. All right, tune in tomorrow uh, for uh, our fourth annual live draft show because we were one of the first ones to do it. Or um, this, this draft will still be going on. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? All right, uh, Dave, we're officially halfway through Victoria, though. That's uh, that's progress here. Um, we're not. We're gonna. We're gonna really hone in on the fantasy assets here for the rest of the way, just to fly through these. 
but we'll let the people who drafted um, this specific player kind of dive into why they did it. So, Dave, Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive tackle from USC to the Raiders. Why do you do that? Addressing a need here, I mean, uh, Derek Carr last year, he got beat down worse than Nate Robinson did by Jake Paul. So, yeah, they they need someone to protect him. Uh, You know, Derek Carr went healthy. When when healthy with a clean pocket, I like Derek Carr, and that's what they need. What a reference! When I healthy with like, a clean pocket, Derek Carr finishes in the top twenty-five. I don't <laughs> good, right? Better than top twenty-six. So. I don't feel like offensive line was an issue that the Raiders needed to address until very recently, when Gruden was like, "Fuck the offensive yeah, line," like, and like, got yeah, rid of it. Like, You're all fine. What was that about? Everything. Shout out, and then brought in a second running back. Like now, I now I don't want either because well, Josh Jacobs is going to play guard. You blew up your. It it would be wild. Yeah, I thought Jacobs was going to play center. You're you're 100 right. That was actually one of their strengths last year. They actually had a really good offensive line, and that's a big part of the reason why Josh Jacobs was, um, you know, scored as many points as he did, had as many touchdowns as he did, but. Then exactly like you said, Gruden was just like, yeah, fuck him. We don't need him. And then just so it would be wild to see him gut his offensive line only to take one here. It would be – but who knows? I mean, it is John Gruden. So I hope I, they we, take another wide receiver. Big, <laughs> big, <laughs> big shout-out to John Gruden for getting the giving back the Patriots, uh, Trent Brown. We appreciate what yeah. you did and your sacrifices for your team. <laughs> He's locked in 10 years, $100 million. What does he care what he does with that damn team? What is he? He's got to be on the chopping he's block. He's having right? fun. Yeah. No, he's, he's not. Out. He's not on the chopping block. No. No way. If he has another failed he's year, he's John Gruden, and Mark Davis doesn't know his left from his right. He doesn't care. He's making so know. much damn money in Las Vegas right now. He doesn't care how the team performs. Um. All right. Miami Dolphins back on the clock for their second pick of the first round. Ryan, back to you with the Miami Dolphins. Easily the biggest deal of the draft so far. Micah Parsons falling this far. Best defender in the draft has some off-field concerns. Um, If you play IDP, Micah Parsons is a guy who can step in as a rookie is going to have high tackle totals right away. Um, I think it's a great fit for them. The entire fantasy community would love to see a running back here. I don't think they make that pick this early in the first round, but Micah Parsons, great fit on this defense. What do you think about Gaskin? Is Gaskin gonna be serviceable i mean yes especially yeah. PBR, absolutely i adore not when Miles the dolphins gaskin. take a running back early in the second round oh They're as long as they take a power guy gaskin will catch the ball out of that backfield and is going Perfect. to be such a great ppr player yep. so that's yeah. yep. elite all right to now the i believe our first playoff team here if i'm not mistaken the washington football team that's linda gross. to you Offensive That's tackle me. Tevin okay. Jenkins out of your Oklahoma State. Well, you knew I was going to make at least one homer pick. I can't get out of here without <laughs> doing that. Um, but uh, I think Tevin Jenkins has uh, quite a bit of experience. The Washington football team addressed quarterback at least for the time being, if they're not going to get one of the top five. I could maybe see them trading up, but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has a fine year with uh, plenty of offensive weapons, and so keeping – him protected is huge. They have uh, two guys that are going to probably leave after 2021 in free agency. So getting somebody in there that can learn that offense and and figure out how to uh, mesh well in that offensive line is huge. 
Uh, Tevin Jenkins is big. He's fast. He's he can uh, block a pass rusher if he needs to. He churns his legs on run blocks. I think he, I, I think he's going to be a first round talent. I probably reached a little bit because I wanted to, but uh, <laughs> regardless, he's he's really uh, he had some character issues his first two years at Oklahoma State. In like uh, he didn't think it was going to be his full time. Uh, he didn't think NFL football was going to be an option for him. And once he saw that it was, he really uh, burrowed down and and did the work he needed to to improve. So I think if he continues to hone those skills, he could end up being a really significant offensive tackle. Hey, Victoria, do you think they'll consider running back here? I feel like we're going to ask that. Every- <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Me and Victoria had a discussion with this, the, like agreeing with each other that people are saying Washington's looking running back in. Why? More Why in the no, world? First of all, you've already proven Lance. you've already proven you don't need to take a running back in the first round when you took Antonio Gibson and he performed well. And you have Antonio Gibson. Well, and even outside of Gibson, you have, you have another running back who had over 100 targets last year. So it's like, what, what are you doing? We don't talk, we don't don't talk about yeah. that, Mike. We don't no, talk about that any is- longer. No, and I think that starts going the other way, especially with, with Fitzpatrick. I don't think he gets 100 targets again at all. He doesn't have check down Charlie as his quarterback anymore. But why would they take – I don't even know where that came from. That, that to me, yeah. was the biggest smokescreen of this entire process. It was it – was, I, I would be – just I just – it came I, from somebody's cheeks, man. That's yeah, where it yeah, came okay. from. A, a blue check mark NFL name has Travis Etienne going here. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But <gasps> Please just, do it. Do it. Throw him under the bus. Oh, my God. I, I just I, I do want to say quickly before we move on to the Bears. Mike, I, I don't like that you just didn't think Taylor Heinke was going to potentially move in for the starting job. I'm kind of hurt. By that, uh, by that because standpoint. because because Fitz Magic, baby. I'm sorry, he's not he's not losing to, to, to Heineke. Listen, not, no way. Listen, you know what's going to happen? He's going to get the tour treatment. He, he's he's yes. going to be doing well, and then they're just going to switch him out halfway through the year. You know that's what? The, uh, that's that's the smartest quarterback room in the league, though. Uh, highest Wonderlick test: Ryan Fitzpatrick and mathematician Taylor Heineke. Is Ryan yes. Fitzpatrick the best average quarterback there is? Absolutely. No, that's li- that's literally Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater statistically statted out is average. Yeah, yes. but he's been he's been out of the league and in the league. I mean, Fitzpatrick Ryan just feels so much better. Fitz, yeah, Fitzpatrick Fun. feels like he could win you a game. Teddy Bridgewater is just like, eh. that's why I think like it, like if you have the if you gave the ball to Fitzpatrick with two minutes left, you have confidence he could probably do something with it. Because you yeah. saw him make the best throw of the entire 2020 season in the last two minutes of a game last that year. That game against the, against the Raiders. Against the Raiders. Well, to, Raiders, you're right. Raiders, helmet Raiders. pulled back and like, are you kidding me? To Imagine. get him in a field goal range, that was incredible. So Magic. Stupid. Great, great defensive call by the Raiders. Um, okay, to the. Chicago Bears with the Chicago. elite Andy Dalton and Nick Foles quarterback uh, room. Let's go. Luke, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, the wide receiver. He's got nice quads, and uh, that's about <laughs> it. No, uh, that's great. it. He's a great we're, player. We're well he also has great quads. Uh, it's a good fit and, for the team. And the analysis. Don't even say anymore. 
Don't even <laughs> say <laughs> any analysis. Good yeah. thing you're not GM. You're, you're like, all right, I don't need to see the top half. I just need to see the quads. Hold, right? on, you're hold on. You need to know when to quit. You <laughs> said it right That's there. Great quads. <laughs> I mean, we see from the quarterbacks, like apparently the neck width is a factor and uh, quads. So as long as you can see their oh neck width and quads, you're good to go. Neck width and poor skill, because I'm pretty sure that same franchise drafted Mitch Trubisky four years ago. You mean the so, Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player? Yeah, the MVP? I <laughs> love that he won that award. That was the greatest thing in the world. Linda's video just shorted out because she laughed so hard. I was trying to hit the mute button so nobody heard me cackle, and I accidentally <laughs> hit the video button. The, the MVP... The only player in NFL history to win the MVP, Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player, Mitchell Trubisky. He did throw an absolute dime bag in that game that Javon Wims just decided to drop. So he did make an MVP-type play. All right. Um, Can is I ask there anything more you... Luke? Sorry. Luke, what, no, no, say you, what say you to Darnell Mooney truthers? I like Darnell take, Mooney. If they take Bateman, but do you... So you don't think that that Mooney can step right in to be that number two behind Robinson? I think he is really good, but I also think it's more of a long-term move because because Allen Robinson definitely wants out of Chicago. So let's say Allen Robinson's gone next year, the year after, you'll still have Rashad Bateman to be your one in the offense. I also think Darnell Mooney can probably slide in the slot. He's such a good route runner to where they can put Bateman and Robinson opposite and just let Mooney roam wherever the hell he wants to go. I, I think it's that can happen open. too. Yeah, he, he's so oh, such a good route runner. Um, it's going to suck that no one's going to be able to get him the football. If he runs out of the Andy slot, though. Andy Dalton, baby, let's go. If, if he runs out of the slot, though, Andy Dalton, in a few games, did at least look at C.D. Lamb coming out of the slot and was able to get it to him in a couple games. So that somewhat gives me hope. It's better than Trubisky or Foles by far. All right, uh, to another wide receiver, to the Indianapolis Colts. Zach, you have Terrence Marshall from LSU going there. Yep, I picked him because uh, Dave fucking sniped me with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. <laughs> so, because uh, I wanted to go tackle for them, but uh, I fit, but then they need they need a wide receiver because T.Y. Hilton wheelchairs his way to the field every game. Um, Paris Campbell dies every three weeks, and we don't know what we have with Michael Pittman. He could just be a glorified wide receiver too. So they need that one to because you know I remember him. His biggest, you know, problem was that Carson Wentz didn't have weapons. So why wouldn't you just go ahead and fix that problem before the Colts fans start complaining about it like we did? I I think too, if you're gonna if you're gonna roll the dice on a potential number one receiver, it's with LSU who has produced consistent number one receivers in the NFL. And he so, produced with two of the best. He's he produced with uh, last the best rookie from last year and arguably the best rookie this year. And th- that was his competition. So. That screams to me that he can enter in a a, a deep a wide receiver room, which, when healthy, you can consider that wide receiver room deep. But uh, I was about to say, with all those guys healthy, Pittman, Paris Campbell in the slot, yeah. Terrace Marshall, that's a pretty solid trio of it's young healthy. receivers that you have a lot of potential. My my yeah. my thing is, it's it's making sure it's it's a good wide receiver room and making sure that uh, you have that insurance in case one of these guys that dies all the time dies again. Yeah, I mean, and and again, like imagine that class of we already we already seen Justin Jefferson's a stud. Mm-hmm. Imagine Jamar Chase and Terrence Marshall come out from the exact same team, and are those studs? I mean, we see we saw it with from LSU with Odell and Jarvis Landry. We know what those guys are. 
Imagine LSU does it again, this time with three wide receivers. That's just unreal. Exactly. Right. Fantasy-wise, though, I mean, you know, when it comes to Colts wide receivers, I trust what, you know, Colts wide receivers as much as an old man trusts a fart. You know, you yeah. never know who's going to be the number one receiver that week. And, you know, sometimes they go to the tight ends, the running back check downs. Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave I'm, I'm not old. Can you explain that a little bit? I'm Bro, so waiting. What? I'm waiting for the punchline. Yeah. So an old man trusts. No, I'm just saying. Because like, because an old man might shit himself if something comes there out of his you head. Go. There you go. Josh, I know you it... understand. You're old. I wanted to hear it from Dave. Yes. That's the, Dave's older the than I. Tree, the old man trusts the fart. Did only I think old people get that joke? I barely trust my own. So, I got yeah, the joke. Like, Don't worry. I, just, I got I, it. It was just out yeah. of pocket. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna. No, just yeah. Fantasy wise, I just struggle to trust any receiver, whether it's Mo Ali Cox or or Jack Doyle or any of the receivers. Pittman had flashes, but yeah. Anyway, no, very fair point. All right, we're gonna fly through these next two because they're defensive guys with the Titans. Mike, you have edge rusher Aziz Ojolari from the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, he's he's a really impressive guy. Like I said, he's my number one edge rusher in this class. I think he's just he's just fun. He's fun to watch. I think you know again, he's only twenty years old, so kind of on the opposite end uh, from Quiddy Pay, where Quiddy Pay is is twenty three, seen as a bit older. You know, some people might be scared off of Ojolari um, for from his young age, but he was the only uh, freshman captain at Georgia in a very very long time. Uh, and I just and the Titans desperately need pass rushing help. They have for a while. Um, you know, remember they drafted Landry to be that guy a few years ago. Uh, and they just, especially in today's NFL, you get, you need guys to get after it. Um, I like Ojolari. I think, you know, Vrabel being a defensive guy would love it. And I just think it's a perfect fit for them. I have no, no complaints there. They definitely need some pressure off the edge in that division. Um, okay, who, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Houston, but if Deshaun Watson's the quarterback, you obviously need someone to pressure him. Uh, Trevor Lawrence going to be the quarterback in Jacksonville. I don't even want to say probably he is going to be the quarterback in Jacksonville, so pressuring him. And then, uh, it again, pr- most likely Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. I, I don't think he's he's going to be a backup, but most likely. And, you know, those, those are all guys that are going to be able to sling it, so you want to get some pressure on the quarterback there. All right, to the Jets. Joshua, cornerback, Caleb Farley, yeah, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think Tech. the Jets could go a lot of different ways here. They have so many holes on this team, but – you got to start with the defense. I mean, you have a defensive guy as your head coach. Yeah. Caleb Farley, to me, is the best talent left on the board. I know there's injury concerns with the back and everything, but uh, if you follow Matthew Betts, the fantasy PT, he did a nice little thread about Caleb Farley and his injury history. I would definitely check that out. I don't think there's a lot of short-term issues there, maybe some long-term and, and durability questions, but for the short-term, he can solve an issue. And again, I think he's the best player on the board here help solve an issue for the team and the defense. Easy. All right. Just, just real quick with the Jets, what are we doing with Corey Davis in fantasy this year? I have no idea. He'll be outside the top 30. Really? He will not be outside Is the he... top 30. You will draft him so. outside of the top 30, and you will be very happy with him as your wide receiver too. He'll be outside he'll be, the top He'll 30. be a really solid wide receiver too. I, I agree. I agree too. I think Don't he's forget about Mitch Mims. Big fan I did forget Mims. about him. Thank you so yeah. much. The Jets, the Jets forgot about him. <laughs> I, I think Denzel Mims forgot about himself too. Last Chris year, I don't, you might want to go back and look at those numbers again. Mims has to stay healthy. That that's going to be like the biggest thing. Mims has to stay healthy. But I think that Mims has more of a potential to be a wide receiver one than Davis. Davis is a one B two for me. Mims oh, has no. the potential to be the one. 
It depends on our, if Zach Wilson, the quarterback. Okay, cool. If he is, who's protecting him? That's the biggest question for me. That's why I'm not touching any of these Jets wide receivers in redraft yeah. this year. Oh, you you didn't hear? They're what just going to roll out left and have Makai Becton stick out his arms. That's that's the offensive game plan in the uh, in the passing. Okay, game. well, Becton has there? to stay healthy. Is Crowder still there in the Jets? Crowder is still there. Okay. He is. Yep. Yeah, but Adam Gase isn't running the offense, so the slot receivers won't matter. Yeah, because slot receivers matter on no other team in the NFL. Just Adam nope. Gase led teams. It's a good they point. Don't. Correct. Yep. All right, uh, Luke, to your precious Pittsburgh Steelers, Woo! who will be taking the first of two wide, uh, excuse me, running backs here in the first round. Obviously, it's Najee Harris. Look at his quads. <laughs> <laughs> That's Luke's entire draft analysis. Oh, love it. Draft, baby. It's weird. Luke is now drafting his 2021 fantasy rosters based on quad size only. <laughs> AJ Dillon, Najee Harris. <laughs> His, Mine, his might work out pretty well for me. His his anyway. first his first round pick is AJ Dillon. Second round pick Najee Harris. Hey, don't forget about Saquon. Saquon. Oh, no. oh, you're, I'm sorry. First round Saquon. pick is Saquon. Saquon's. 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 Yeah, but actually, though, the Steelers need a running back really bad. There's a as a Steelers fan, there's a lot. Of, there's two ways we go here in the first round. I think potentially three. I'd be happy with two. It's going to be an offensive lineman, or it's going to be a running back. Uh, the running backs the Steelers are interested in, it's ETN and uh, Najee. They don't really care that much about Javante Williams uh, from what I've seen. They also like Kenny Gainwell and Trey Sermon, but those guys obviously are not going in the first round. It's going to be an offensive lineman or a running back at 24, and if Najee's on the board, I'd be very happy if they took him uh, because we do not want to go into the season with Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, and uh, Kalen Balazs as our running back group. Uh, Should we, we not want to give – Bad. I don't mind. Benny that Stinks. Is a hell of a the elite Caleb Balazs. Holy shit. I don't shit. give a damn about Caleb Balazs. Caleb Balazs is the best dodgeball player in the terrible. NFL. <laughs> You're talking about your running back room. You do want to go into the season with Ben Roethlisberger? Question no, mark? I did not actually. Wait. I wanted him to retire. <laughs> so what if what if a quarterback him. falls? What if who would be your ideal QB if 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 a top QB falls? No one's falling the twenty four of the Mason top guys. You no ain't way. know that. You ain't know that. If they know, do, I'll take any of them. Any man. of any of my top of what? like the top five guys fall to twenty four. I would take them in a heartbeat. Luke's like anyone, please come. Help anyone. Us. If they oh, if they can... drafted Kyle Trask or something like that, I would be pissed. Um, I do not want Mason Rudolph too. Thank Luke, you, Luke, if if they draft someone, I get it's Kellen Mond, strong arm, mm. big guy. It's no, Kellen Mond. no, yep. Oh, I'm on. I'll hey, break my Luke, TV if it's Luke, Mond. Luke, I'm on the same train as you. People are saying, oh, maybe the Patriots wait till the second or third round and draft Kellen Mond, and I'm like, I'll jump off my balcony if they do that. Please, let's not no. draft no. Kellen Mond. Like, no, that's Kellen not Mond. the answer. Don't, don't kill me, but does anyone still have any faith for Dwayne Haskins? <laughs> no. No, we got to keep the podcast moving. We can't talk about this. <laughs> I, I'm a believer in well, Benny that's the after hours show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Benny Stinks Jr. I think if you give him 15, 20 touches a game, I think he'll surprise people. Benny can't do yeah, it. He'll man. average two two yards per carry. Good deal, Dave. So uh, I'll I'll make my next pick very quick because literally here's my analysis on the Jaguars at 25. They need an offensive lineman. I now live in North Dakota. Dylan Raduns went to North Dakota State. There's your analysis on who I think the Jaguars should take at 25. 
What's his quads look like? We're full of Homer picks today, aren't we? What's his quads look like? That's the main thing. I don't know what his quads look like. All I know is he was a senior. All I know is he was a senior bowl stud. And one guy that I work with went to North Dakota State University, and he said that Dylan Raddunz is an athletic freak for his size. So um, I'll take his word for it. I don't watch college football. I just know that the Jacksonville Jaguars need an offensive lineman badly, especially one that can protect their asset that they're about to draft at number one tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, Trevor Lawrence. So they need that. Quads right. are not great. A lot of braces. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I love that he actually Googled Luke, his quads. <laughs> Luke, he likes protecting his quads. He's like leaving them out to the open. He wants to make sure they're protected. Got to show them off. Got, well, also protect them at the same time. All right. The Cleveland Browns, despite uh, Chris wearing their jersey, the pick is to Ryan, who takes the linebacker out of Kentucky, Jamin, Jamin Davis? What's his name? Jamin. Jamin Davis? That makes more sense. Uh, four, four, is it like Hamon? I have no idea. Hamon. <laughs> Hamin? What you mean? I like Hamin. I'm going with Hamin from this Hameen point Hamin Davis. Forward. Carry on, Ryan. <laughs> Give me four, a- four, 40, and if he can play behind the the front four that the Browns are building, the front three, depending on if they're running three, four, four, three, because they're all over the place, he's going to again be a tackle machine. If this were to happen, this is a name you pay attention to in IDP because there will be a lot of freed up tackles. The Browns already have a great pass rush. Everybody they've added. This is a kid who can fly all over the field. He'll need to bulk up to play middle linebacker, which is where the Browns would want to play him. But that's something he can do. If you know the name Joe Schobert or Christian Kirksey, they're the same two guys that raked in a hell of a lot of tackles at the middle yep. linebacker position in that defense. And Jamon, uh, Hameen Davis can do that. Hameen That's not Davis. his name, but we're yep. going with it. All right. Linda, Baltimore Ravens, Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Uh, so this wasn't a homer pick. This was a chaos pick because I do yes. think yeah. Tony ends up going in the first round uh, as much as the fantasy community doesn't like Tony. A lot of that I think has to do with his age. Um, but I think he's going to be a viable option on an NFL uh, team come next season. And it's just one of those guys that we're not excited about. We don't like, uh, you know, boring, sturdy hands that produce. That would be like, you know, too much. But uh, no, I think I think Tony can make an immediate impact in, in the Ravens offense. I know Sammy Watkins is there now but i think uh tony they put tony in the slot and give somebody uh sure-handed for lamar to throw to uh he had the second most missed tackles last season um so i think he's he's being i think he's taking a lot of flack for for his late breakout age or whatever you analytical people call it and uh i think he's Small, I would prefer if the Ravens took a bigger guy, but I think he plays bigger than uh, his numbers show. So mostly it was for chaos. I like it. Yeah. The Ravens just need a quarterback to get him the football. That's the biggest issue. That they I didn't say that. That was a I do want to throw out just one quick thing. Cause I didn't say Lamar's bad. I just said he can't throw. Friend of the show. Good friend. Greg Roman. Friend of the show, good friend of Linda's, Troy King, said if the Ravens draft a wide receiver, he'll be a great value in fantasy football. Could not disagree with that more. They do not throw the ball enough to prop up Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, 
Marquise Brown and then another rookie receiver. They would literally only have to throw to those four players for them to be that fantasy. I'm not saying it could not be a great pick for regular football. For fantasy, it would be a disaster. See, I think yeah, really like, I don't think they need to draft a receiver because, and again, this isn't a hot take decision to stick, but there's actually one guy they have on there who I really want to see just get a chance, and that's Devin Duvernay. Because, oh. because, I James here's Proche. why. Listen, no, 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 because here's why. If you go back and you look, there was actually a point in time where Willie Sneed was outproducing Marquise Hollywood Brown. Yeah. And I do agree with Joe a little bit that there are, Lamar Jackson's limited as a passer. But let's not also forget that two years ago, he had a 9% touchdown rate and everyone talked about regression. He still put up 7% last year. The man can throw the ball when, as long as it's in the right spots. Yes, he already has Mark Andrews. I understand that. But, I, I do think if they get a good slot receiver, allow someone like DuVernay or, or, or someone like that to come in. Everyone forgets Willie Sneed was actually usable last year. I know it sounds like a joke, but he was. I do agree with Ryan that passing volume is low, but I, I just – I the, the, with Tony, maybe I, I haven't scouted him you know, as much as you have. To me, he doesn't profile as much as like a, a slot guy. He's more like kind of that out, outside guy to me, but I do think – that them taking a wide receiver would actually be a wasted pick here, even though everyone in the world thinks that they're going to do it. So um, I, I think I Tony think does end up in the slot. Uh, may, and maybe they don't need it, but I do think Tony ends up in the slot where he goes. He's also that versatile, can be behind the line of scrimmage and make something happen or catch a pass 50 yards down and make something happen. He can do all of that i just think he'll end up in that uh middle area so so but, tony but in his career in college ran over 70 percent of his routes from the slot linda well, my I biggest question correct. is See, that's why i said that's what i said yeah. so, so, if so you're if you're think... going with a slot receiver there why would you go tony over someone like elijah moore or rondale moore who chaos uh, did really she not just say well, I, understand, I understand the chaos side of things but i might like them better but i feel like what we're hearing from draft analysts and the nfl as a whole has tony higher so i think that's Fair probably enough. why uh, why i leaned Fair tony enough. also i would like to know that if if terrace marshall was there that's uh who i would have gone with but he was the most so tony is higher on nfl teams draft boards than i think people realize yeah and i don't higher. understand why he really either. only has one year, one solid year as playing a wide receiver because he was a gadget player for the first three years in college. People right. dig it, man. All right, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to get rid of the defensive players that are left on the board, and then we'll talk about the two other offensive players. So we're going to start at 28. Dave, give me a quick elevator pitch on why the Saints are drafting edge rusher Jason Owe from Penn State. Defense is absolutely a weakness from especially on the line. Jason away with a silent Y. Do you reckon when he was born, his parents were like, let's piss our son off, give him a silent Y in his name. So every time he goes to the DMV, he has to explain, no, it's Jason with a Y. J-A-Y. Anyway, going on around here. Uh, but it's definitely a need. I'm really worried about the Saints this year. I personally think they're going 3-14 and 14 this year, especially with, with Taysom Hill under center. Woo! Wow. Three and 14. Wow. Jason Hill is not the answer. We I know instant is as soon as we're done. Defense, <laughs> defense, defense. I'll make sure we cut this clip to preview the show tomorrow. <laughs> Three and 14. Three and 14. Can we, we also <laughs> point out. Winston's going to be the starter, so we don't need to talk about it. Winston will be started. I prefer to see Winston to start. I think if, if Taysom Hill is under center, okay, so they're, seven they're and in. 10 with Winston. Maybe. Yeah, seven and ten with forty <laughs> interceptions, though. 
Yeah. Um, all right. They'll be on the board. They'll be on the board. You're right. My bad. All right. So for the time being, for the, for the time being, I'm going to jump 29 and 30. We'll come back to the Packers and bills, but quickly Linda back to you on the Ravens, Carlos Basham jr. Out of wake forest edge rusher. Uh, they lost two edge guys to free agency. They totaled 16 sacks last year. They're leaving Wolf and Campbell. They combined for like five sacks. Uh, Basham has some, I think, growing to do, but if he hones in his skills well, he's a, a little bit of a higher risk, but a very high reward if he can can get it all together. He's explosive and changes direction quick. So I like him quite a bit. I think I'm reaching a little bit here, but I think it's a position of need. So. Okay. And Josh, 32 to the Bucks. Two of your three actual picks have been defensive ends or edge rushers from the University of Miami. So tell me why Jalen <laughs> And both Phillips. of them are at the top of this class. Jalen Phillips was the highest ranked defensive end in his uh, high school class going into college. He got, in, he got hit by a car, actually, when he was at UCLA. And that's what really dropped him down because the, quote, injury concerns. But... The last, I believe it was five weeks or seven weeks of last season, he was one of the top defensive ends production-wise in college football. Jalen Phillips has that skill to be a top edge rusher. The Bucks are, if I'm not mistaken, the only Super Bowl team to literally run it back with all 22 starters returning going into this year. They need depth. That's it. Both of their ends, really their defensive line outside of Vita Vea, is on the older side. They're all over the age of 30. So they need to start getting some youth because we saw in the Super Bowl, you win by getting pressure on the quarterback. Add Josh, some young defensive too. talent. I love this pick. It's an I absolute actually, steal at that point. It, it was it was because between, they can they can take on the risk of Phillips's injury history. Right, and it was between when I was picking for the Titans, it was actually between Phillips and, and Ojolari for me uh, to tell you the truth. So I, I'm actually a big well, and that's team. yeah, and, and yeah. I get that. And and NFL teams are gonna they're gonna weigh that exact same thing. Is the injury history with Phillips, is it worth the risk at this spot? The Bucks have the ability to take that risk. But I also think at 32, they're going to be one of those teams that other teams are calling to say, hey, we want to come back into the first round because we want to lock in that fifth-year option yeah. on a certain player. So there could- I, I'm not 100% that the Bucks will make this pick. But obviously, we haven't really worked trades into this. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Phillips. One other thing to defend the draft Phillips could easily go earlier than this. We actually, I had the Browns taking Phillips, but then when the Browns signed Clowney, I just didn't assume they would go edge anymore. So, Phillips kind of went into the ether and Josh scooped him up. So, there you go. All right. We'll end on the final two offensive guys that we have here at 29 and 30. Chris, we'll start with you on the Packers. Wide receiver Rondale Moore out of Purdue. So I thought about trading up here for um, Trey Lance, but I decided, you know, um, <laughs> backup, backup situation with Jordan Love. Uh, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty solid. Um, the Packers can go all over the place here. They can go offensive lineman. They can take that kid out of Notre Dame. They can go um, corner. I mean, they re-signed Kevin King. Um, <laughs> we all seen what happened there. But I, I love Rondell Moore. I think he's the slot receiver that they've been searching for. Can have Adams on the outside. And, I mean, Rondell Moore's player comp is T.Y. Hilton, which T.Y. Hilton in his prime is always very good. He, uh, he grades out well. I mean, we all know his breakout age was in the 99th percentile at 18 years old. Um, they could go that. Elijah Moore here too. Um, but I – 
I would love to see Rondell Moore in Green Bay, so that's why I went with that pick. He's got he's got bunnies in his shoes. He what was it a forty four? Forty five, I think. Forty five. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's five seven. Hard Thank you. pass I, I'm on so every. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not gonna anymore. do it. Even I with that vertical here, I wish Michelle was yeah, here. Yeah, I don't care how high he can jump if he's five seven. Listen, Even with that vertical, go look at his go look at his route chart. Look at his eight. It's, like, yeah. it's freaking laughable. The he didn't get the ball more than three feet past the line of scrimmage. I ever, agree. Literally ever. And I turned on his pass. He's fun to perfect. watch. And he might be a, a nice gadget player. And I, I'm not trying to just go at you right here, but I just, it's more the community. Like people that have run down more in the top five, I will totally eat it. But he's not even in my top eight, nine this year. I, he's really not. I'm not going to have him on a class. team. I even, just don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. I'm not going to have him on any of And I mean, I'm that's sorry, fine. But... I mean, his I know I know his Ada, and I think that works out really well for Rogers with you know Devonte Adams on one side, and then you have the Burners and Equinemia St. Brown and um, Valdez Scantling on the other side. I think he's I think he's a perfect player for Green Bay. I was just yeah. I think Moore will sure. end up being a better NFL player than a fantasy player with that I vertical. Just, he probably absolutely. couldn't even I... jump over Linda. He definitely can't. I look down at him. You know who could? You know who could? Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen yeah. could. Yeah, great. It's time you want to No, Moore, here's my issue. There's been like one relevant wide receiver that's 5'8 and under, and it was Cole Beasley. And I think just this year, after 10 years, we finally gave Cole Beasley a little bit of the recognition he deserved. So 5'7 is just... I, I can't wrap my mind around that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's basically Jakeem Grant. Like, that's what you're looking at. With and him. not not for wide receiver, not at 5'7". I don't want it. And I find doing it in college, I think that's fantastic. But the NFL is not the SEC. That's what it's she not said. The Big 12. Like, it's not any of the <laughs> shit. So, I'm all. all right, that's fair. All but right. I do agree all over it. He is very talented, though. I'll give you that. He's He's got yeah. some skills, but... Yeah. We are now going to end on Victoria's beloved Buffalo Bills who fell ever so short of the Super Bowl That's this year. That's why you didn't like the Patriots. That's why you didn't uh, like yeah. the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Victoria. Well, yeah. This is you the have... first time in my entire Bills fandom I can talk crap on the Patriots. Oh, this hurts. I got oh, to get managed. It's, they, they crushed my soul for the last 20 years. Anyways. Patriots have Cam Newton, though. That's right. That's, That's great. Let's start Cam Newton podcast right after this, right, guys? Oh, God. We're doing the Cam Newton now? Guys, we are Stop. over the time limit. <laughs> Victoria, uh, Travis yes. Etienne to yes. your Buffalo Bills. So, what I want to start with here is that they're reportedly looking to move up from pick 30 in the first round to take Travis Etienne, which nothing leaks out of one Bills drive. And this is what leaks. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure it adds up. But this is the fan pick. This is the sexy fantasy pick, right? He's the ACC career record holder for rushing yards with almost 5,000 total touchdowns, 78. Um, the Bills we ranked 25th in the league in yards gained by running backs last year. Yet they only rushed against a stacked box 42 times, the third lowest figure in the NFL. So that just kind of tells me. I, I do. I think we know what we have in Singletary. I'm not sure about Moss here. He could be that that goal line back, but the Bills are in win now mode. Uh oh. You're not worried about your goal line back, Josh Allen? 
I mean, obviously, yes, Josh is the Josh is the running back one for fantasy. Yes, exactly. obviously. I'm not saying ETN's gonna be, you know, if a, if a running back in general goes to Buffalo, I'm not gonna be looking at them in fantasy with hard eyes. Yeah. Um I only save that for my second husband, Josh Allen. Um <laughs> But, and you know what, they should take an edge. They should take a cornerback here opposite Trey White, but this is my decision. So with Najee gone, I'm, I'm taking Etienne. Javante Williams is also super intriguing here. I really like him too, but I went with Etienne for, for the pass-catching abilities. If Etienne goes, does he, like, take away some of Josh's touchdowns, do you think, since he's so I- talented? Yeah, I think he would take take some of it away. I think his, his you know, he'd have some regression there at the goal line, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not pushing him down my rankings because of that. I don't know that it would hurt Josh Allen's red zone carries. I, I just think yeah. that ETN's breakaway speed allows them exactly. to score from that, yeah, 20, 30 right. yards out. That's well, what's going to hurt. You have someone that can yeah. actually do that now on that team because Singletary exactly. and Moss can't do that. He's ETN's way better in my opinion. So he's going to have so many more times where he can just hit a hole and just take it to the house. And Josh Allen's not even going to have to do what he does, which will – you know, but, but still, Josh Allen will be fine. Unless he's passing it at the 25 and ETN's taking it and he still gets those oh. points. So that's all go. good. I, I think the Bills saw last year that Josh Allen is an elite passing quarterback. I don't think they want him rushing the ball on the goal line as much. So I think we're going to see a lot more, whether it's Moss, whether it's single carry, whether it's ETN, who knows. <laughs> But you know, one of those guys, I think. Wow. Uh, I think I think they're gonna the one Bring of those guys. The fire today. <laughs> I think they're gonna they're gonna want to use like a true running back rather than a could it be Josh Allen? Could it be Moss? Who knows? You know. So yeah, it could be a great move. They gotta Not beef Moss. up the interior of that offensive line, though. Absolutely. Yeah, they really you know, do. I, I thought that Moss would actually kind of be the reason that we saw some touchdown regression from Josh Allen last year, but we. Didn't see it. I mean, and I don't think that ETN is a better goal line back or even close to the same type of goal line back that Moss is. I think, though, what you said, that breakaway speed, that was the element that the Bills offense was last was lacking last year. So I do think that an ETN Moss combo um, would would do really well. But I, I don't think it affects Josh Allen's goal line touchdown numbers whatsoever. Well, I didn't believe people when they said Moss would you're right, and I do, but I do think ETN would add an element that offense desperately needs. And as a oh, Patriots wow. fan, I, I would that, that offense would be frightening to watch <laughs> if they got oh. it. Thank there you so much. Any Patriots fans on this fucking podcast? I just, I, I just really we have three Patriots fans. Thank on this you, <laughs> Thank you so much for saying it's that. I've been holding it in this whole time. I just want to end um, my pick with this: um, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That's still <laughs> so, one of my favorite phrases. Like, I absolutely love it. They have one year, one year where they're great, and all of a sudden now, just it's it's unbelievable. It's okay. It's Let's nice not to forget they did nice once upon a time make four straight Super Bowls. Don't worry, Josh, guys. It, Revenge Josh, is a meal best served cold, right? The best served cold. We're coming back. Win any you can them? always you can always come to, onto this side from the Patriots. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. Josh, quick question. Did they win any of them? I haven't no. heard the answer to that question. Yeah, the, the NFC East exists. How many NFL teams have not made one, it to four one. Super Bowls? Let's be real. In a like, row. Even yeah. making it there is not well, easy. The Patriots, not. actually. The Patriots the have Patri- made a lot more. They've won yeah, a lot Patriots more. Patriots have been to No, I understand. 10. But the point In that I'm row, getting at I is there's only like four teams that have even won more than four. Hey, yeah, let's fight after the draft. Joe. I put a question on Twitter. I put a question on Twitter about who was the only – only division who all hey. four teams have won, 
the, the Super Bowl. I didn't realize the NFC was the one who actually knocked the Bills out. Yeah, three of them every That's single crazy. time. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's tough. <laughs> Absolutely tough. Victoria's so sad. We'll we'll discuss after. All right. It won't be, it won't be sad this year. It's okay. That's okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. First off, we appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. Um, I will wrap up with everyone's outro, but tomorrow, uh, what are we now? About 22 and a half hours out from the NFL draft or something like that? Um, We're almost there. Almost there. You can join us. We start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 30 minutes before the official start of the NFL draft. We have our live draft stream. We have... Every fantasy footballer's writer, correct, throughout the show? Just about. about? 93%. 93% of fantasy (laughs) footballer's writers joining us, and we'll have them periodically. baller draft experience. Yes, is what Josh Josh (laughs) deemed it. He felt that he was so clever when he said it. Um, So we'll be live tomorrow. It is our fourth annual year. It's not our first year like some other people are doing this year because they're like, oh, Club Fanny's been doing it for three years. They're cool. Let's do one. No, we were the originals, so you guys can join in here. Not to bash on anybody or anything, but we've been doing it for a while. Um, We're secretly bashing on you. I have no problem throwing shade. (laughs) No problem throwing shade here, right? No problem whatsoever because we love everyone in the industry. And obviously, please check out everybody's, but come to ours first because we're the best. Um... (laughs) You can follow. All right, I'm gonna start from where I see in the top left all the way to the bottom here. So you can follow Josh at the One Hudsonian, Dave at Fantasy Go NFL, Ryan at the Fantasy Five, Chris at Chrismo two four one three, Victoria at FFB underscore Victoria, Luke at something because he doesn't have his Twitter it's handle just at there. Luke Sawhook. I'm the only one who doesn't have my Twitter handle. That's weird. <laughs> okay, perfect. At Luke Sawhook right there. You can follow me at Joe underscore Zolo, Linda at. Lindellians, Zach at Wu Tang Forever, um, and Fantasy Mike at Ball Blast Football. At, at Fantasy Mike BBF. Here's a fun fact, too. This is now the second uh, show we've done together, Joe, and you still don't follow me. So. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to be checking on yep. that in like five minutes. We like that. I mean, I, I literally just put the entire fantasy community on blast for basically copying what we've done the past three years. So I deserve it. Well now, Mike, it's only one show. Cause I just followed you. So suck it. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, baby. I, got well, it. I came out with I got a, it. Thanks for having me on. Here's a clothesline now. <laughs> uh, no, this, this is awesome. We appreciate everyone joining. We obviously appreciate everyone that tuned in. Join us again tomorrow 7 30 p.m eastern 6 30 central we will be starting our live nfl draft coverage with 93 percent of the fantasy footballers writers that's and more and 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 more i don't even know what the more is i don't you're gonna i show up and talk i literally show up (laughs) rondale at the draft podium and maybe we'll have luke make a guest appearance to strictly talk quads i think I like Luke it. will do his research over the next 20 hours. If you, if you create a quad podcast, I'll listen. A, qu- a quadcast. We'll call it the quadcast. I like it. The quadcast. Four players talking quad. Or four people talking quads. The quadcast. All right. Always remember, defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. You can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. We will see you not next week, tomorrow for finally... The 2021 NFL Draft. Thank you once again to everyone that joined us. We will see you you tomorrow.